Hello, everybody. Welcome to Zone Defense. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Zone Defense Podcast. And be sure to ring that bell to get post notifications. Also, hit that like button, drop a comment down below, and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. Today, Roman, Chris, and I are diving into our weekly pick for week 14 of the NFL season. How's it going, guys? I'm good, Drew. You know, this is the final stretch of the season. And for those who play fantasy football, obviously, uh, round one of the fantasy playoffs, all three of us made the playoffs in our respective leagues, so we can give us a pat on the back for that one. But in terms of the picks, it's actually been quite interesting because, Drew, you won another week and have slowly crept up to, to Chris, and you guys are tied in the standings, and I'm only four behind. So I still think it's anyone's game. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I just want to yeah, say thank you, thank you for you guys for uh, gifting me that Buffalo win. Um, because, uh, I mean, I, I thought it'd come back to bite me because I was kind of trashing the Niners last week, but uh, it, it paid off. It paid off. Josh Allen had a monster game. Uh, Robert Sala legitimized his his case for the Lions head coaching good job because he doesn't know how to coach a defense, and uh, it was a good week overall for me. Thank you, guys. This week sucked. Uh, <laughs> Frank Orr got injured. J.K. Dobbins, you know, was an okay pick, but he was just whatever. And then uh, I lost, drew the pick him, and now I'm tied. This is week 13 to not treat me kindly. Luckily, like Roman mentioned at the beginning of his intro, uh, I did make the playoffs in the Fantasy League. Unfortunately, Drew got the bye, but I am hope- hopeful to make it to the championship this year. But uh, we'll go ahead and get into that news and notes now. Um, kind of a light week for injuries. Uh, a lot of these are pretty minor, uh, besides – Steelers, Bud Dupree, out for the season. That was in week 12, though, on Wednesday. Basically in week 13, but uh, week 12. He's going to miss here, which stinks. Uh, another injury for the Steelers' defense, and I think it's starting to show. I really, as we're going to see later in the pick I think this uh, Sunday night game is very interesting. But their defense is definitely starting to show some cracks with all their injuries, for sure. But uh, some more injuries. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the illness, I think he'll probably be okay, but – didn't get a snap. That was pretty sweet to have him in my lineup for. Uh, zero points there. Didn't play a single snap. Would have been nice to know before the game. Uh, Frank Gore, my pick, got injured on the first play of the game. Concussion. I mean, he may miss a week. Not really sure yet. It's too early to tell. Uh, Antonio Gibson. Now, this one is concerning because he had the uh, – it's looking like, I believe, actually a severe case of turf toe. I, I expect him to be out for the rest of the year, to be honest. I don't think they're going to bring him back. And – Maybe he is, but I don't think he's going to be as effective. Turf toe really destroys any – zaps any explosiveness that running backs have. But uh, Josh Jacobs with the ankle sprain, I think he's going to miss another week at least. I know that one pains Roman as well, and Gibson pains Drew. Uh, but Darius Slay, former Detroit Lion, current Philadelphia Eagles. Been, I feel like this dude gets banged up every week, but uh, a minor knee injury, probably nothing to worry about. Damon Arnett. Uh, concussion, and then Jonah Williams with uh, scary knee injury, but avoided any, looks like avoid of anything major, but also could miss the rest of this year, which, I mean, Cincinnati might as well just call it a year. I mean, I mean, Brandon Allen, Ryan Finley, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. They're all trash. But Carson uh, Wentz also on the injury report with a uh, injured ego right now as Jalen Hurts takes over as starting quarterback for Philly. He looked all right last week. This week, I think it's going to be different personally. I am very worried about the Saints' defense just absolutely body-bagging him. Uh, Roman and then Drew after him, I would like to get your opinion. What do you think Jalen Hurts is going to do this week? I think it'll be interesting. Um, I said it last week, but my uh, my my bold take came true with him playing a, pretty much the, all of the second half, which is pretty interesting to me. Um, and it looks like, Drew, you were talking about it last week, how they have to either commit or not to commit to one of them. And it looks like they're going to commit to Jalen Hurts for this week, maybe even the rest of the season. Who knows? But like you said, Chris, they do get a hard matchup, even though it is at home versus Saints. Um, we kind of mentioned it with Tua. He got thrown into the fire with uh, the Rams, we, uh, his first start, and he ended up winning. So I think that's what you got to do with Hurts, throw him into the fire again, even though you're playing a good defense, and see what happens. I think it'll be a decently uh, interesting game, probably close, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see, um, like you said, Roman, what Hurts brings to the table. Um, I don't really want to judge him too much yet because we really haven't seen a whole lot from him, um, whether he's going to be super good or super bad. Um, I know watching a lot of his college games as he played for some big-time programs, uh, he did definitely seem like a limited quarterback, in my opinion. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that he brings that same energy to the table here against Philadelphia, which will be kind of concerning for Eagles fans for sure. 
Um, and I am happy though that they did ultimately make a decision um, because, as I said last week, I just this limbo where it might be once, it might be hurts. It's it's not fair to either guy. It hurts both guys' egos. Um, it, the team's in flux, and and I know as bad as Philly's been this year, they're still in contention for a playoff spot. And I know that their fans, which is I, in my opinion, is slowly becoming one of the probably the toughest markets get even tougher than New York and Boston to play in because it just seems like their fans, their media just rip on their teams nonstop. And even though probably be beneficial for their future to, to suck and get a nice draft pick, um, they still want to be in the playoffs this year, which is understandable since they've made it one Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. But um, I, in my opinion, I think Wentz is still a better quarterback than Hurts. I think he just needs a change, change of scenery. Um, maybe the Lions. We were talking about that before the show. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, but in terms of Hurts, um, my my expectations are pretty limited, um, but it'd be interesting to see though if he's if he's good or if he's awful. I guess. I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was so obvious before the season that when we saw this one on the slate in week fourteen that it was going to be a likely matchup between Jalen Hurts and Taysom Hill. I mean, who couldn't have predicted? <laughs> one of the most obvious things you could have predicted to start the year, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch this game as a whole. I think. I, I really hope Taysom Hill starts because I think it'll be really interesting to see the battle of the. Uh, Let's see which one of them is actually the better passer because I really am not sure. But it's definitely an interesting uh, interesting move to go to Hurts here. I mean, Wentz clearly has struggled this year, but I think he's still a talented quarterback like Drew said. See what they do in the offseason. I really am not sure. Are they going to clean house? Are they going to go back to Wentz? Because it just it's really hard to play quarterback without an offensive line. This offensive line might be the worst in football this year. I mean, they've lost literally every single starter on their offensive line throughout the season. And, I mean, that's one of their strengths in their team. I mean, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. I mean, I mean, they're all gone, man. It's just insane. But uh, in my, in, in, real quick, in, in my opinion, um, since they benched Wentz, um, I, I, unless Hurts is just god-awful, I, I can't imagine a situation where Wentz would come back as a backup after being the franchise guy, MVP candidate just a couple seasons ago. So if Hurts is at least slightly above average – um, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's hard to bench your quote unquote franchise cornerstone and then keep him for another year. I mean, that's just really, it's tough to do. So I think, I think he's probably, unless Hertz is really bad. I think he's probably out of Philadelphia here in the offseason. At least that's my, that's my feeling on the matter, but right. what's our next news and note, Chris? Um, yeah. The next one, uh, as Drew so boldly proclaims with his hat and Jersey combo to this week, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, this is a team that looked absolutely, I would say, easily played their best game. I know it ended up being close, but that was all in garbage time. Uh, I mean, Baker looked absolutely unreal in the first half. He dominated. Uh, the, the defense looked good, at least for a while. I know they got shredded in the second half. Nick Chubb obviously looked awesome. Uh, is this team a legitimate contender? I'll start. I want to start this one. I think they are. I think there's no way you can have – I mean, they got the best running game in football this year. They're not even close uh, with – I mean, Reem Hunt, obviously a great running back. Nick Chubb, which before the show boldly proclaimed him as the best running back in the NFL and the most valuable running back in the NFL because I truly believe he is that. I think he's he's above every other running back. I mean, you look at the Chris McCaffrey, obviously a great player. I'm not – this isn't some bold take. I don't, I'm not trashing all these other guys. I just think Nick Chubb – Makes these all these. There's no running back that makes this many explosive runs. You can look at Derrick Henry, he's a great running back, but he just doesn't make these big plays where he just changes it. He can make nothing or he can make something out of nothing, which is constantly what you see out of Nick Chubb. It's just making his miss, making the extra five yard gain, the extra 50 yard gain. This guy is just an absolute bruiser. He's an absolute, he's an elusive. I mean, he could be a really good pass catcher. I don't really know because we have Kareem Hunt there, but he's just such a great running back. And I think he's the second. So this team, he's the focal point. When Baker's playing, Baker is clearly a momentum quarterback. When when the things are going wrong, he's he's the worst player on the field. But when when the team, everything is right, when the defense is playing him, when he's got a run game, good offensive line, he can be a top 10 quarterback. He shows flashes. I mean, he did last week. He might have been the best quarterback in the NFL last week. He was unbelievable. But there's weeks where he also looks terrible. It just depends on if they can keep Kevin Stefanski needs to keep like the offense. He needs to keep the defense rolling. They need to keep winning games just to get their confidence up even more in the playoffs. I think if they do that, I think this team could legitimately make a deep playoff run. Uh, Roman, and then followed by Drew, I'd like to get your guys' opinion on that. 
Yeah, talk about coach of the year. Kevin Stefanski should be right up in there. We talked about Joe Judge before the podcast, but I definitely think Kevin Stefanski gets the, needs the recognition he deserves for kind of reviving Baker Mayfield after a down uh, sophomore year. And I do agree with you, Chris. That, uh, the Browns are contenders. I think they're going to make some noise. Uh, they, did, they did have some bad losses against Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but I think now they got on a hot streak where they're unstoppable pretty much. Baker went off against a, a good Titans team who we, we've uh, praised a few times over the course of the season. So I definitely think uh, Cleveland has the potential to win a couple of playoff games. Uh, they do get a tough matchup versus Baltimore, but I think if they can uh, squeeze out a win versus Baltimore, I think they'll further prove that they are contenders. Um, maybe not for the division, although Pittsburgh did take a loss, so that definitely helps them. But they're definitely going to make some noise in the playoffs. I think unless, especially if they win this week, but barring just an absolute collapse, um, I think they're definitely going to be the five seed. And I think they have a realist, realistic shot at beating whoever comes out of the AFC South. Because right now it's looking like either the Colts or the Titans are going to have that four seed. They're going to meet up in the wild card round. And I think the Browns, as we saw last week, uh, they have a legitimate shot at um, at winning a playoff game. I don't know. I mean, when I when I think of like a contender, I think of a team that is like, conference championship favorite that sort of thing i'm not really sure i know i have my brown stuff on i'm not sure if i'm ready to put them in that category yet um however i know baltimore's banged up but if if they beat baltimore this week uh, I'm, I'm prepared to put them in that category i mean i i put them on the same i think kansas city is is pretty much in a league of their own in my opinion i know i was a little bit lower on pittsburgh last week than you all were but i think a lot of my concerns came to fruition against washington a couple nights ago um so in my opinion, I think it's like I think, I think Cleveland's in that realm with Pittsburgh, with Buffalo, with Indy, with Tennessee. So maybe that's that still constitutes as a contender, but I think Kansas City is just in a in a league of their own. But I'd also yeah. I would also just like to interject and say that I don't I think Cleveland still has a, a good chance at the division. I, I would say because you know uh, Pittsburgh has a couple of tough games. They play Buffalo this week, the Colts in a few weeks, uh, and Cleveland Pittsburgh meet in Week 17. So I think it's definitely possible that you can even see the Browns as the division winner. Uh, depending on what Pittsburgh does in these next couple of games, because we've we've said it before, um, and it's worth noting that even though they were eleven and zero, they weren't the best team in the league. I guess you could say um, they got they yeah. kept uh, winning barely some for some uh, mediocre teams. So I think it's definitely possible we could even see the Browns host a playoff game um, as the two seater. Maybe a buy even, but I'm not going to go that far and say that. <laughs> They're not getting the buy because that, that would mean having to pass Kansas City. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't know if I'm re- a lot hinges on this game. I know I kind of said last week was a was a prove it to me game, um, and they did prove a lot to me. But at the same time, they did kind of collapse there in the second half. They didn't look as great. They Tennessee was an onside kick away from tying the game going to overtime. Who knows what happens? Um, so it. it in that realm, I'm not really ready to just book my book my Browns tickets to the Super Bowl just yet. But at the same time, um, if they win this week, I think I think there's there's not much more they can prove, and um, they're only two games back of the division right now. Um, it, it if we're still talking about the Lions winning making the playoffs, I think you have to talk about the Browns still having a realistic shot at, at um, over overthrowing the Steelers and winning the division, which would be uh, pretty pretty sweet. And I know for me, I know we hate going back on our predictions, but I will say beginning of the year i said the browns could be this year's 49ers you guys both laughed at me called me ridiculous I said they were going to begin this year and here we go here we are i thought the analysts were saying the lions would be this year's for uh, last year's 49ers but i guess that's just dan orlovsky because dan orlovsky is a homer but I, I like it i appreciate it <laughs> cleveland is the best team in this division that's a bold take for me i think we haven't i really feel like we have not talked about the pittsburgh steelers enough on this podcast as a whole i think we needed to dive in a little bit more to exactly why they've been winning games and why they haven't been. They cannot run the football. They physically cannot run the football anymore. I don't think it's just because James Conner is there. Their offensive line is really banged up. Uh, I mean, obviously, Benny Snell is maybe one of the worst running backs in the NFL. The guy can't run for more than half a yard per carry. He's basically Jordan Howard 2.0. But, uh, I mean, James Conner, like, they need him back, but he really hasn't been that good either. They just haven't been able to run the football. Their receivers can't catch the ball. Their defense is starting to show holes on it because they have had so many injuries. It's not all their faults. This team could be a lot better. They could be right up with Kansas City without the injuries, but they've had a ton of injuries. They're not playing good football right now at all. Baltimore is either one week they look like a Super Bowl contender, the next week they look awful. Cleveland since the start of the year, they looked bad at the start of the year. Don't get me wrong. They've, they've, 
They've gotten blown out by a couple of really good teams, but I really think that Tennessee game was a uh, turning point for this team. Baker, honestly, looked, last week looked like the best quarterback in the division by far, and it wasn't close. If he plays like this for the rest of the year, I don't think anyone's beating this team. It's, it's very similar to Minnesota right now. They can run the football. Their defense is playing better, and, and their quarterback – Kirk Cousins slash Baker Mayfield are both actually playing really, really, really good football right now. So I think it's going to be extremely interesting down the stretch, but I actually believe the Cleveland Browns right now are currently the best team in this division. Yeah, and, and Pittsburgh, you you touched on it there. They they Their defense is also banged up a lot too, so they have, they have yes. injuries all around. And uh, with Cleveland, though, I, I, again, I go back to a lot hinges on this game for me. I know I, I kind of lied last week and said that was my prove-it-to-me game, and they proved it to me, and I'm saying, well, this is my prove-it-to-me game because look at two of their three losses were absolute blowouts to the Ravens and the Steelers. So I can't – like right now, I could probably say, based on what I've seen these last few weeks, Cleveland is probably the best team. But I, I, I can't – for me personally, I can't make that accusation until I see them actually compete against – Baltimore and Pittsburgh because they didn't just lose they got absolutely demolished I think it was the same score 38 to 6 in both games so um, a lot hinges on this game and I know it's a different Baltimore team but they looked really good last night um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here definitely week. and then we'll just run through these last couple notes there's also another thing we didn't have on there that I definitely need to talk about as well but uh Jets fire defensive coordinator Greg Williams I mean this is inevitable this guy I mean I don't know if it was tank or not I sent an all-out blitz on a Hail Mary. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, whatever. I also saw that PFF was one of the fastest receivers in, uh, in the yeah. league in single coverage and burned him. It was wide open in the end zone. I also saw that PFF tried to defend his call of of why he ran the all-out blitz and said this was actually the right call. Clearly it wasn't because they scored a touchdown, A, and B, PFF. I mean, depending on what you think about them, we do definitely need to stop using them as gospel because some of the things they say on there are absolutely insane. So, and that's one of them. <laughs> and they're, I mean, they're fine, but um, at the same time, we cannot use it as gospel. I know we don't hear, but people need to stop as well because they have throw some crazy takes out there for sure. But, but uh, also, a uh, couple a reinstation and suspension, as you can see, age boy suspended for PD. Same thing as Will Fuller. I mean. Expect I'm gonna miss a little bit of time, probably on there. And Josh Gordon is back. I mean, it's it's good to see, but I mean, just all I can think about is the fact that probably not going to be here for very long. Which really think about Josh Gordon. He went from a former Cleveland Browns great, a guy that looked like he was gonna be the next star wide receiver in the league, to being this, and it, it sucks. I hope he can stay in the league, man. I really like Josh Gordon. I know he's he's not someone that's gonna make your team a Super Bowl contender and so he's not someone that's a fantasy rock star but he's a good player still and I, I still like Josh Gordon a lot but um I guess the last thing I, I I'll get into is uh isn't it does yeah the Des Bryant news yesterday was absolutely insane it really was uh the fact that he was on the field hugging embracing with his former teammates one minute and the next minute the guy is is drinking wine in his basement or whatever I I assumed he was doing after the game because he's got COVID. That was insane. They, they pulled him off the field like right before the game started, and then he just tested positive. It was just done. It was insane. Yeah. I was really excited to watch the revenge game. I was hoping that he would get on the field and play some snaps like he has been doing lately. But obviously, that's not the case. And it looks like this might be the last hurrah for Des Bryant as an yeah. NFL player. It looks like so he, he claimed better, that, uh, he may have retired. He may yeah. have retired. Yeah. So I right, well, guess we'll see if he's back at some point this year. Probably not. I'm assuming, but I mean, it it, it really does suck. I, Des Bryant, one of the better receivers of this decade for sure, and a guy that I always enjoyed watching, despite absolutely hating the Cowboys and not liking him. He was at least entertaining to watch and a very good receiver. Yeah, it sucks that he's got COVID, um, but I got to be honest, the whole Des Bryant revenge tour. I mean, I feel like we've been doing this shindig for like the last five years, so. Um, if he retires, great. Um, he's been a great, I feel like he's just tarnishing his legacy at this point. Uh, it's reminiscent of like when Brett Favre just couldn't call the career, that sort of thing. It's like, dude, past your prime. I get you want to maybe ring chase a little bit with Baltimore. Hopefully he, hopefully this isn't the last of him. Hopefully he's able to, to recover and he didn't retire last night. Like he, um, was quoted as saying that he was done with the NFL and everything. Hopefully he comes back, has like one nice touchdown maybe in the playoff game for Baltimore uh, and then he just retires because I'm personally I'm kind of done with the whole oh Des Bryant's back and he's kind of sucks so I'm kind of ready for him to retire I'll, I'll mention two things pretty quickly I thought it was pretty ironic that 
um, pregame on Fox. They had a they showed an interview with Tony Gonzalez and Des Bryant, and Tony Gonzalez was kind of like praising Bryant for being so mature these past couple of years after he got injured in New Orleans and stuff like that. And then you just see him uh, throw a tamper tantrum on Twitter. So that was pretty funny. And also, uh, unlike that dropped ball he had at Green Bay, he definitely caught uh, the virus today uh, yesterday. Wow. Oh, wow. That's all right. With that note, let's get into the uh, week 14 matchups. Okay. Um, so we got Patriots Rams in this one. Uh, the Patriots, I mean, I, I'm a Patriots fan and I dissed them the last few weeks saying everyone's like, Oh, the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. And I was like, no way. Uh, but they keep winning. I mean, they, I mean, we, I think we all picked them last week to beat the chargers, but they absolutely demolished the chargers last week, 45, nothing. Pretty insane. I'm start. I'm not buying in all the way, but there's definitely there's a roadmap, as we like to say, for the Patriots sneaking into that seventh seed. But um, they're taking on the Rams team, who also had a statement win last week against the Cardinals. They're looking. It's looking like they might win the division, which will be huge for them, since I know a lot of us had either San Francisco, Seattle, and maybe even Arizona to win the division at the start of the year. So it'll be huge for the Rams to win the division. Um, but Chris, who do you like in this one, the Patriots or the Rams? Yeah, um, I'm going to hesitantly pick the Rams in this one. I am not confident in this pick whatsoever but because the Patriots are playing some of their best football of the year. But I'm going to trust the fact that the Rams' defense is good enough to contain the mediocre to bad New England offense. I know Cam Newton really lit up with a 69 passing yards last week, but I expect them to be around that again this week. I think Jared Goff will have some more success than at least than Justin Herbert had last week. That was horrible. And they don't have the worst special teams in the, in the league like the Los Angeles Chargers. So I think for those reasons, plus their, their weapons on offense, I think they have enough firepower to get the job done. But I think this is going to be a close game. Just to go back to our NFC West steep dive in the preseason, I was the only one who put Rams and division winners in the same sentence. So I'm still looking pretty good. Houston that. and division winners in the same sentence too. That's, <laughs> that, that's I think it was balance out. Yeah, I guess so. But Rams are making me look good. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can win this game. Yeah, if we're, if we're talking about previous takes, um, I – like the Rams heading into the year, but um, because I'm a homer, I had the I had the Lions in the playoffs over the Rams uh, because I'm a homer. But if I was actually thinking with my head, I would have had the Rams at the seventh seed. But you're right, Roman. You're the only one that had them as the division winners. Uh, but in th- for this game in particular, uh, I just like the Rams, and they're they're peaking at the right time here. Um, don't love their quarterback situation, but Goff was good enough to get them to the Super Bowl a few years, only two years ago. It feels like 15 years ago, but it was only two years ago. Um, and I, their defense is really good. Aaron Donald, I know we love TJ Watt, but I think Aaron Donald's got to be the defensive player of the year this year, in my opinion. Uh, they got a decent run game, two amazing receivers in Woods and Cup. Um, I think if we're talking about the Browns as potential uh, contenders, uh, Super Bowl contenders, maybe we gotta throw the Rams in the conversation too. I really, I really like where this team is going. Um, but next up, we have one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL: the Packers and the Lions. Uh, the Packers won last week; wasn't super convincing, but they still got the dub. And the Lions, they fired Patricia, and they went from uh, blowing ten point leads in the fourth quarter to overcoming ten point deficits in the fourth quarter. So the Lions are a really, really good team, in my opinion. I think they're going to make the playoffs easily. Um, they were just uh, sandbagging it for the first few weeks of the year, and now they're going to make it. I'm just kidding. But if they win this game, that you could maybe make a case that they could sneak into the playoffs, but I highly doubt it's going to happen. But, Roman, I'm curious as to hear what you think on it. Yeah, I don't think the, we're going to make the playoffs. I do think it will be more competitive, though, as we've shown uh, last week against the Bears, who I correctly picked to win under the new interim head coach, Daryl Bevel. Um, this game was a blowout uh, week two of the season when we traveled to Green Bay. I don't think it'll be that bad of a game. I do think it'll be pretty competitive, especially if we get Swift back. And uh, although we have, uh, I guess, the tools, I guess you could say, to maybe make a decent uh, run at this game, I do think Green Bay is going to win, and they've clearly been the better team the whole season. Yeah, I mean, I... I agree with everything except for that this is going to be a close game because I think Green Bay wins by double digits. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Uh, Detroit most likely will be without Kenny G. Their defense still sucks. I mean, they got shredded by David Montgomery and co. and the Chicago Bears despite winning the game. Chicago more more or less lost the game over Detroit actually winning the game. So I think uh, 
Green Bay should really easily take this game, and Detroit sucks. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm right there with you, Chris. I think uh, I think Green Bay is going to win um, at least by two scores, but um, the Lions look good. They seem to have some energy, so um, they they might keep it close. Maybe even squeak out a victory. Who knows? Maybe Packers um, take off their take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. They're kind of coasting through the the wall in the lead up to the playoffs. They pretty much got the division in hand. Maybe they take their foot off the gas and we just come out daggers blazing or whatever and sneak out a victory. And if they do, if they do sneak out a victory, um, it'd be pretty it'd be pretty sweet because I I hate the Packers and uh, it keeps their playoff hopes alive however slim they are, but uh, it probably is best for the long-term future to just lose here and, and get a high draft pick. But that's enough Lions talk for this podcast. Let's jump into the Texans and the Bears, an even worse matchup in my opinion. You have the Texans who should have beat the Colts last week. In all honesty, they're they're playing well um, these last few weeks after a brutal start that ended up costing Bill O'Brien his job. Um, but they, well, they fumbled in the red zone there late, and it ultimately cost them the game. And then the Bears already talked about it. Uh, Chris's uh, five and one teams never miss the playoffs. Take is not looking great right now. As the Bears were five and one and are absolutely falling apart. Lost the Lions as we mentioned a few seconds ago. So, Chris, uh, do you like the Texans or the Bears in this matchup? I mean, do I like either one of these teams? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I I think I already know with who Roman's going to go with. I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to go with the Bears. I've been picking them a lot this year. I don't know if I actually believe they're going to win this game, but I do like their running game. I like the way that their 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 blocking has been a little bit better, at least in the running game. Uh, Trubisky, well, he's been awful. He's at least injected a little bit of life into this offense. They bet there's no arguing their offense has been a little bit better the last couple weeks. It's not good. It still sucks, but it's better than what it was with Nick Foles. I think Montgomery plus the defense can can lead them in a ground and pound game. Uh, it's a, a very tough call. Uh, definitely one of those 50-50 games, and I know where Roman's going to go with it. I'm curious to see where Drew goes. This is actually the first time uh, we'll see a Trubisky-Watson matchup, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, right. further, further proving why Trubisky was the incorrect pick for Chicago. Uh, and this maybe even cost Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace their jobs, and I expect them both to get fired by the end of the season. Despite that, uh, you are correct, Chris. This is a free point for me, and I'll take Houston. Thank you very much. I'll be honest. I think the Bears are slowly becoming to Chris what the Texans are becoming for uh, Roman me. because Chris just has this uh, unwavering support and belief in the Bears, which is very surprising <laughs> because if you dig up some of the old tapes from our podcast last year, Chris would spend 15 minutes at minimum just trashing the risky in the Bears. And now this year he's he's turned and he just loves these Bears. But, yeah, for me, this is actually pretty easy. Um, I think the Texans, I know they lost last week, but the Colts are a playoff team. They hung with them. They, they absolutely destroyed the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Of course, that was more due to the Lions' problems, but they still look good. Um, and I think that David Johnson's back now, um, and he was he was out for a few weeks there. I think they're, they're looking like a solid team. And uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that, but the Bears are just not good. So, um, and you said how the the offenses look better under Trubisky. That's kind of just saying like, well, at least the statue's not playing a quarterback like uh, like Nick Foles. So it's, it's at least it's better than that, I guess. But um, anyway, another kind of brutal matchup here: two non-playoff teams. I guess the Cowboys still have a shot, but they are, are not a good team. Um, they lost again last week. The Bengals lost again last week as well, and they had a few injuries, as we mentioned during the news and notes section of the show. Uh, but Roman, if you had to choose between these two teams, who do you like more, the Bengals or the Cowboys? Is it bad that I can actually see a scenario in which Cincinnati win this game? If they just ground and pound like Baltimore did, I guess it's possible. But yeah, you're right. I am picking Dallas. They did look actually pretty decent um, last night on Tuesday night against uh, Baltimore. Uh, I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I just would like to move on to the next game before I throw up in my mouth based on listening to picking Chicago and then following that up with a Dallas Cowboys pick. Uh, not feeling great right now, boys. Yeah, you do that too. Yeah, two, uh, two brutal teams. We won't spend too much time on those 
that matchup. But next up, we got the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins, this is an interesting matchup because the Chiefs are, um, I think, safe to say, the best team in the NFL, defending Super Bowl champs. You get the up-and-coming Dolphins who are right there. They currently hold the playoff spot, but nothing is guaranteed. There's going to be a big matchup against the Raiders here coming up in a few weeks that could decide who gets the sixth or seventh seed in the playoffs. Um, but this is a really tough matchup. I know the Dolphins, have, they've looked really good. They've won a lot of games, but this Chiefs game is going to be tough for them to win. Um, it should be a good game. Should be an interesting matchup. Uh, but who's Chris? Who do you like more, the Chiefs or the Dolphins? Yeah, so I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this one. But I, I'm very excited to watch this game mainly because this is a. I, I do believe Miami's gonna get in the playoffs for sure. But this is a big time test to see if this team is an actual. Are they ready to actually make a maybe win a game or two in the playoffs now, or is this gonna take another year? Because I think if they can compete with Kansas City, if they can hold their own. Keep it to a one-score game, maybe even a ten-point game that maybe uh, Kansas City scores late in the game or whatever to make it a two-score game. If they can keep it really close, I think that this team has a legitimate chance to actually win a playoff game or two. If not, probably not. It's going to take a year or two, but we'll see. I think I think they can keep this game pretty close. I think it's going to be a good game. Miami's defense, Xavier Howard, has been one of the best corners in the league this year. I think he could potentially contain. Him or Byron Jones could potentially try to contain Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I don't know how well it's going to work. Still Patrick Mahomes. It's maybe the best tight end and best receiver in the NFL this year playing football. So I think it's going to be tough, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. Yeah, I agree with most of what you said. I think the real interesting matchup here is the Kansas City offense against Miami defense. We'll finally get to see if the Dolphins' D is legit or not. Um but I do think if this has to go to a shootout, I, I really don't see Tua and Miami offense keeping up with it unless it's in garbage time. I think Kansas City wins this one by like two scores, I think. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a close game, like you said, Chris, but I also don't have as much faith in them. I think if they win this game, it'd be pretty nuts. But at the same time, uh, I, Tua, I know everyone loves Tua, but he hasn't looked great. And if anything, I might argue that they've looked better with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. Um, and that's that's my personal opinion. Tua still looked pretty good. Um, but it, it, in terms of the offense, it just seems like they have a more explosive energy with Fitzpatrick um, under center in terms of Devontae Parker's output and um, the other their other offensive weapons. So um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game relatively uh, relatively easily, even though the Dolphins are going to put up a, a reasonable fight. Um, and I think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs, but in terms of winning a game or two, um, I don't see that happening this year. But this is definitely going to be probably one of the best teams in the NFL, maybe as soon as next year, who knows. But uh, another pretty brutal matchup, even though the Giants technically have a playoff spot right now. Um, I, I mean, the Cardinals are, are in a downward spiral. The Giants are in an upward spiral, but I still don't love Colt McCoy at quarterback, even though somehow he won a game against a playoff team, one of the best teams in the NFL in the Seahawks last week. And the Arizona is, is not looking great at all. They're currently out of a playoff spot. Um, I'm not in love with this game, but I, by, the, by the look of both Roman and Chris, you seem to be in love with this game. So, Roman, uh, who do you like in this one? You know, after uh, that, those Giants and Washington wins from last week, I, I'm not going to assume anything at this point. Anything can happen. Uh, I do think this is going to be a fairly entertaining game. Uh, the Giants defense, like Chris has said multiple times, I think is legit. And uh, Arizona coming off a loss, um, it'll be brutal. So I think Arizona will uh, bounce back and get a win uh, this week. Yeah, um, I, I do agree with Roman on this. I think I'm going to pick Arizona on this one, but I also agree where, yeah, I know Drew was absolutely trashing this game before I, we even got to talk about it. But I'm, well, maybe it's not going to be the prettiest game of the week. I am very excited for this game. This game was fun to watch last year. If you remember, I think Golden Tate had a couple of really long touchdowns and, and actually played against him in fantasy that week, which really sucked. But uh, this game was very hard to watch last year in the rain. Uh it's back in New York again. Who knows what the weather conditions are so far, but I'm, I'm excited to watch these two teams match up. This is potentially a, a playoff matchup for at least Arizona. If they lose this one, they're, I think they're pretty much done. But they, so they got to win, and I think they do get the job done. I, I mean, I've been the resident Arizona hater. I think that's safe to say. Um, and it, I've been – a lot of my criticisms have been proven true here these last few weeks. Yeah, they have been. Um, and this is a definite must win. I just don't see them losing this game. I think congrats, Colt McCoy. Congrats, Giants. He pulled off a massive upset, a game nobody thought you would win against the Seahawks last week. Um, I just don't see them doing it two weeks in a row. I mean, that's pretty nuts. Cardinals, even though they might not get a playoff spot because they currently are out of the playoffs, 
Um, they're still a quality football team, and I think they're going to take care of business here against the G-Men. But uh, next up in the game in the, with the team that took Arizona's spot in the playoffs, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, it wasn't pretty. They probably should have lost to the Jaguars last week, but they didn't. Uh, and they they just finding a way to grind out these wins. They don't look convincing in any way, shape, or form these last few weeks, but they found a way to win the games. And they got a playoff spot, which is something that none of us thought would happen here early on in the season with their brutal defense. They get blown out left and right, but they look pretty good now. Uh, and then the Buccaneers coming out of a bye. Uh, they're another team that's been up and down. They look like the clear-cut Super Bowl favorites one week, and then they look like a complete trash team the next. So uh, maybe the bye was just what they needed to get back on track. But this, in my opinion, is one of the games of the week. I really like both these teams. It's going to be uh, huge playoff implications. Um, but Chris, who do you like more, the Bucks or the Vikes? Yeah, this is definitely one of the tougher games of the week to pick. Uh, Minnesota playing really well right now. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Co. Justin Jefferson, obviously, of course, has been awesome too. I'm going to take the Buccaneers, though. I think I think Minnesota's defense still stinks. I mean, they didn't yeah. look great last week. I think Tampa Bay, like Drew said, or like like Drew was questioning, I guess. I think the bye is going to really help them, and I think. They needed it desperately. I mean, Mike Evans was banged up. Chris Godwin was banged up. Uh, I, I really think that's going to help them. I think their defense is good enough to contain Dalvin Cook and Co. Uh, give me the give me the Buccaneers in this one, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm very excited to watch. Yeah, the Buccaneers have been somewhat underwhelming this year. I guess you could say at some of these games. I do think this is a game where Minnesota can easily squeak one out because um, they've proven to hang with some of the big boys this season. But like you said, Drew and Chris, you, you both mentioned it. The bye week, I think, is going to be a huge factor in this game to you know rest the team, work out the kinks, and get ready for a, a, a run here because I think Brady needs to step up, and I think he starts uh, doing that this week. Yeah, and aside from the injuries, I think it's also huge for their chemistry because if you look at some of the so the offensive chemistry has not been there. Uh, the, they run in Brady's plays, they run Arians' plays. I think that the bye would be is huge for them to get on the same page. I mean, it, it, the – I think that the no training camp, the no preseason affected the Buccaneers probably the worst because because of how many new moving parts they had coming in. Antonio Brown too mid was a mid season acquisition. Um, so I think the I think it wouldn't surprise me here if they're able to get a, get a run here going into the playoffs, find some momentum, and maybe make some noise um, come January and February maybe. But um, from a very intriguing matchup to a matchup that, I mean, who knows? Maybe you guys are really excited to watch Drew Locke and Teddy Two Gloves. But Broncos, Panthers, two teams with zero playoff aspirations. I know we were all really high on the Broncos headed into the year, and then we were high on the Panthers after the first few games of the year. But uh, both these teams are, are not great, safe to say. Uh, but we have to pick this game nevertheless. So, uh, Roman, who do you like? Denver actually kind of kept with Kansas City for a little portion of that game. So I guess props to them because they finally got a quarterback uh, to play. And uh, Carolina also coming off the bye like Tampa. Um, they're projecting to get Christian McCaffrey back. And I think that just makes a difference to me. Um, obviously, if they have McCaffrey, they're going to win. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up because I wanted to. Uh, I think McCaffrey makes a difference. If he was out, I would probably consider taking her a little bit more seriously. But, I mean, Drew Locke has just been an absolute dumpster fire this year. They have no weapons. Their defense is good, but I think Chris McCaffrey is good enough to overcome that. They won't have DJ Moore, though. That is something we didn't have in there. He, he did get uh, test positive for COVID. They may not even have Curtis Samuel as well, so that can make a big implication. But since we all picked Carolina, I'm all right with taking the L if, uh, if that's why they lose. Yeah, and I, I don't understand what my deal is, but I'm very anti-Denver, anti-Broncos. I mean, I know that they're a bad football team, but I know some of us have picked them throughout the year. And I was high on them headed into the season, but then once they lost Von Miller, I was just completely out on them. And I guess it's been proven pretty legit so far. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Broncos could win this game, but I just have zero faith in Drew Locke, um, despite having an excellent name, obviously, as we all know. So uh, we'll jump in to the next matchup between uh, the Titans and Jags. Another brutal game, in my opinion. Do we really need to discuss this? Uh, the Jags, I mean, they should have won last week. They, they hang in. They're playing tough. They hang in with these teams they have no business hanging with. Um, and the Titans almost surmounted a, a, or a massive comeback, one of the greatest in NFL history last week, almost beat the Browns. But uh, the Titans are a playoff team. The Jags suck. We already put our picks in. Anybody else have anything that they want to add? I mean, it was right. pretty impressive that 
uh, the Jaguars jumped out to like a 10 point lead, I think, uh, against the Vikings, but they couldn't finish it like because they're a bad team. So, yeah, and they've, they, I mean, they've played well against the Steelers. They've played, they, they've played well against um, Green Bay. I mean, they don't get blown out. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think t- Titans ultimately um, emerge victorious. But uh, next up, we have the Raiders and the Colts. I was about to say two teams coming off a loss, but then I forgot Greg Williams decided no way. We're, the Jets are getting Trevor Lawrence no matter what, so he decided to blitz on a Hail Mary and the Raiders somehow won a game that they had no business winning against the Jets of all people. It's also won last week too. Yeah. Um, and I remember saying last week when we were talking about the Raiders, I said um, that even if they beat the Jets, if they didn't look convincing, I would still be concerned. Um, and that was proven true last week. They didn't look good. Um, Darren Wall looked really good, but every, everything outside of that did not look great. And the Colts, they, as we mentioned when we talked about the Texans, they should have probably lost that game against the Texans, but they still were able to find a way to win. Their defense looked pretty good. Um, so two potential playoff teams here should be a good matchup. But Chris, who do you like more? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and ride it. This, this is probably my true uh, Chicago Bears team is the Indianapolis Colts. I don't actually like the Bears. I just feel like they've had some some winnable games. Uh, the Colts, however, have been a team that I've picked pretty much every single week of the season, and I've it's worked out pretty well so far because they're above the 500 record. But uh, I think without Josh Jacobs, I think it's a big factor in this one. If he was back, I would be. Definitely, this would be a really hard pick for me. But without him, I'm going to take the Colts. I think their defense can, can handle Derek Carr and Co. I think they can try to neutralize and not send out all-out blitzes on Hail Mary. I think they can neutralize Waller as well. So I'm going to take the Colts. Yeah, I think if Jacobs were, were back, this would be a much more competitive game. And uh, props to Waller for carrying my fantasy team last week. What an absolute performance that was. Yeah, uh, and also, of course, Derek Carr uh, has a great game the week after. Chris and I were banking on him to have a good yeah. week, which is uh, interesting to see. But I guess the show saw it coming because it was the Jets. But anyways, I'm going to go with Indianapolis as well. Um, I think they're coming into their own. They can sneak out the division uh, in these next couple of weeks. I think it starts here. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I know Roman liked to spit and – destroy the Colts in our preseason predictions and because he was all in on the Texans. But uh, Chris and I, I mean, we both like the Colts a lot. Um, I think they were a dark horse Super Bowl contender. I'm not sure. I think they probably still are. But, yeah, I think they – I'm out on the Raiders personally. But, uh, man, Chris, the, the Jets don't even get the respect. No one get, no one's given the Jets respect. They should have won a game last week. I mean, and the Seahawks wow. lost to the Giants. So, I mean, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that they're competitive in this game. I feel like we, we at least, they at least deserve our respect and our hesitation before we just instantly put the Seahawks in. I think uh, the Seahawks could start Geno Smith and still win by 20. That's what I think. Jeez. Oh, a revenge game. They should start him. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's what everybody wants to see, the Geno Smith revenge game. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets were able to keep it close a little bit. Because, Maybe I mean, a they, little bit closer. Yeah, like I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout. Um, because yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, that I don't be, uh, think the Jets are the worst team in football. Honestly, I think Jacksonville's even worse than them. So I mean, they got that working for them at least. I mean, I think, I think James Robinson, I think Jacksonville is an absolute dumpster fire. So and they've honestly been the worst team since their Week One win against the Indianapolis Colts, which is so obviously apparent on the rest of this season. It's and clearly the Colts still suck, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are playoff contenders. <laughs> I think uh, if the Jets were to keep it close, it'd be more of a testament to how bad the CL defense is. And although I'm starting right. the CL defense in fantasy, I don't think uh, that'll be a close game. Uh, props, though, to the Jets, I guess, for maybe finding more chemistry in the offense, to getting more, getting Mims involved. Crowder's had a good couple of games. Uh, former Lion Ty Johnson getting the workload with Gore out. So, you know, it's not terrible, but they should lose this game pretty uh, easily. Yeah, I, maybe I'm just uh, putting my binoculars on and only looking at uh, the one week and overreacting. Um, but I think Seattle, they don't look great at the moment. They're kind of going in the wrong direction. But this could be the definition of a get-right game, and they just absolutely plow the Jets, which is very possible as well. As well. But getting a credit where it's due. The Jets looked, aside from that last play, the Jets looked reasonably decent last week. Um, Probably their best, definitely their best performance of the year, I would say, but that's not really saying much. But uh, we talked, that was way too much of Jets talk for this episode. So next up, we have the Saints and the Eagles. Uh, we touched on this earlier when we were talking about uh, Jalen Hurts with uh, Taysom Hill um, and the Saints taking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. 
again, two teams in opposite trajectories, Saints trajecting up, looking like they're probably going to clinch the NFC uh, for the first round by in the playoffs. The Eagles trajecting down, looking like they might miss the playoffs most likely. So, um, Roman, how about you start us off? You like the Saints or the Eagles? I do think this will be a fairly entertaining game. I'm very excited to see what Hurts can do. Considering he had a fairly good second half, I'm excited to see him for a whole game. I think, you know, Seattle or uh, Philadelphia might find their groove a little bit on offense. Uh, Chris and I have been very disappointed with Miles Sanders the past couple of weeks. I think maybe he oh. finds the end zone this week, gets more involved as as, a right, as, a right, as he rightfully should be. But it's the Saints. They're too good for me, uh, and they're going to win this game. Yeah, I pretty much 100% agree with everything. Roman just said, uh, Miles Sanders, you can find your way on my bench in the first round of the playoffs because I just don't trust them against the Saints defense. I think their run defense is absolutely neutralized, or their their rushing front four is just absolutely neutralized any rushing attack that any other team has. And clearly, Philly can't run the ball right now. So I think Jalen Hurts, I mean, while he's going to be very exciting to watch, gives them basically the only chance to win this game, in my opinion, if he just comes out and lights it up. We'll see, I guess, but I'm not expecting that, but we'll see. I think there's a chance. Yeah, I'm glad Jalen Hurts is playing this game because if he wasn't, I probably wouldn't even watch this game really bother. I think the Saints are clearly the better team. But as you said, both you guys said, really, um, Hurts brings a little more energy to this game. We saw it before. Maybe it's just with, with the coaching when – the coach gets fired. There's some energy. Maybe same thing happens with the quarterback gets benched. There's some energy. Uh, maybe it's a potential trap game for the Saints. Who knows? But I think the Saints are going to win this game relatively easily. Uh, next up, we have the Falcons and the Chargers. The Chargers continue their just brutal game management. Uh, I mean, they got blown out by the Patriots last week. Uh, just If Anthony Lynn survives and, and gets another year as head coach, I'll be very surprised. Uh, and the Falcons... I mean, they're they're competitive, right? I mean, they, they fired their coach, and they're looking pretty decent. They won some games. They almost beat the Saints last week. They, they hung in there. Um, they're, they're looking like a decent team, at least. Not a playoff team, but at least decent. So, uh, Chris, who do you like more? Do you like the Falcons or the Chargers? Yeah, this is a very tough game for me to pick. Uh, I think both these teams, basically just the battle of who can choke the game less. I mean, Justin Herbert, the shoe kind of fell last week. Uh, the problem is, is that Atlanta's defense can become an elixir for bad quarterback play because they are absolutely atrocious in the secondary. Make Taysom Hill look like a really good passing quarterback as well. But despite that, I am going to go with Atlanta. I think they have a decent chance to win this game. Well, like I said, I think this is more of a 50-50 shot. I really don't know which team to pick. But I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think their passing game get it done. Despite them being... Me having Calvin Ridley and watching this offense just absolutely utter inside the red zone, I think Young Way Koo can kick 37 field goals in this game like he does every week they come out with a win. Clearly, he's better offensive, best offensive player, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think these teams are very uh, evenly matched, as you said, Chris. Whoever doesn't choke will win. I think for the Chargers last week, I was hyping up that Patriots game. I thought they were pretty evenly matched, and clearly they were not. They were outpowered, outpowered in every single way possible. Um but just looking at this matchup, it will be. I think it'll be close. Uh, but I'll give a slight edge to Atlanta because of coaching. Because Anthony Lynn is not a great coach, and he'll probably be fired by the end of the year. Yeah, I think. I mean, we we trashed like the Denver Carolina game for being two now playoff teams. But um, I mean, I think both these teams are at least entertaining. It's not going to be a, a garbage game to watch, even though neither of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Um, I ultimately agree with you guys. So I think Atlanta. They're they're looking pretty good. I know the Chargers were like, oh, they're they're better than their record is, which I still think is true. Um, but I think they're they're trending in the wrong direction. While the Falcons, they always play better in the second half of the year, and that's proving true again this year. But um, next up, these final three games, at least for me, were definitely the toughest for me to pick. Um, and we'll start off with the Washington football team taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the football team, I, I I can't take credit for it, but last week. Um, cause I picked the Steelers, but last week I did say the football team could realistically win this game. And Roman was kind of buying it. Chris mocked me, but Hey, it, it proved true. I, I can't take credit for it cause I didn't have the balls to pick them, but uh, I will take some credit cause I did say there was a shot. Um, but they, they obviously, they, they got a huge victory. They, they beat the, un, not no longer undefeated Steelers last week. Huge win for them. Still not in the playoffs because the Giants have the tiebreaker, even though they have the same record, but they're right there in the hunt. And then the Niners, um, again, another 
accurate pick by me. Awesome pick. Awesome week last week. Um, everybody was really high on the Niners, but they did not look great against the Bills um, and ultimately lost. So uh, Chris is beyond frustrated that I narrowed his un unsurmountable lead from a few weeks ago in the pick -em. But who do you like in this matchup between the football team and the Niners? Yeah, um, it would be against my principal to pick the Niners after they absolutely disappointed just laid an egg on Monday Night Football. Also, this is an underrated factor. Alex Smith revenge game. I think he comes out and like oh, yeah. week, and I just pasted the entire <laughs> previous week's schedule on there somehow. I managed to do that. Impressive. But uh, I really like the Washington football team this week. Actually, this is a pretty easy game for me to pick just because I picked San Fran last year. I'm all right with going on too. San Fran will probably come out and just absolutely blow them out. But I'm just I'm it's against my logic to pick San Francisco. They really pissed me off last week just by absolutely getting demolished by the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. I can definitely see uh, where you guys are coming from, that this would be a good game. Um, but Antonio Gibson being out most likely is going to be a huge blow to that offense. And San Francisco has a get-right game right in front of them at home, even though they'll be here in Arizona again. Uh, Salah, I think, comes out with a better game plan against, a, I guess, a worse offense than Buffalo, at least. And I'm going to go with San Francisco. I'll do, I, do, I do think this would be a very close game. Yeah, I mean, I, I was the first one to jump off the Niners bandwagon. Uh, I'm staying true to form here. I'm going with Washington. Um, you mentioned I know Gibson not being there is going to hurt them for sure. Um, but McKissick looked really – they didn't have him against the Steelers for pretty much the entire game, and McKissick looked That's good. Uh, Peyton Barber, I know we don't like uh, Peyton Barber, but he's a, he's not an awful backup. He's probably awesome. going to get some more – some more touches. Uh, McLaurin's good. Alex Smith is, I mean, he was playing with, he's already playing on one leg and then his good leg got a bloody ankle last week. It's pretty nuts. So um, I'm glad you mentioned the revenge tour though. I didn't even think about that. I forgot he was with the Niners um, all those years ago, but yeah, I think Washington, maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid, but they got a good defense. I think they're able to beat the Niners here this week, but uh, next up we have the two teams that faced off against the last two teams that we just mentioned last week, the Steelers and the Bills. Uh, not too much over Overview here because the Steelers obviously lost the football team. The Bills beat the Niners, as I just mentioned. So, Roman, who do you like, the Steelers or the Bills? I was expecting to pick second in this game because this was the game I thought that I would uh, pick the complete opposite of what Chris would pick because this is a this could go either way. I think both teams have a good shot at winning. Uh, however, I'm going to be a little interesting and I'm going to pick Buffalo to win at home. Definitely have the opportunity to. Josh Allen looked amazing last week. Uh, I think Pittsburgh might fall back down to earth these next couple of games. Uh, give me Buffalo. Yeah, uh, the eleven and one Pittsburgh Steelers were now will now be eleven and two because I am taking the Buffalo Bills in this one. I think Pittsburgh showed their many flaws. The fact that they are not a true undefeated team, their schedule definitely benefit. They definitely benefited from the schedule. Washington definitely showed me some things. I think Buffalo's defense has stepped it up with me. Josh Allen's playing like an MVP. Honestly, I think Buffalo might be the chalk pick here. I I'm seeing it right now, Drew going with Buffalo as well. And I actually was kind of expecting this because I think Pittsburgh really showed some things last week or why they are not an elite team. Yeah, I, I hate that this is a chalk game and it's going to be a wash for us because I think it's going to be a really entertaining game to watch. Yes, but at the same time, um, I as I said last week, I wasn't sold on the Steelers because they just they I don't want to say they got lucky because there's always luck in football, but they did get really lucky and everything that could have went their way for the most part went their way. And I think they showed their flaws last week, and I think they're going to show them again this week and get a big win against or get a big loss to the Bills. Excuse me. So, um, final game of the slate here: the Ravens and the Browns. Two teams coming off big wins last week. The Ravens are still out of the playoffs somehow. And the Browns, as we mentioned earlier at length, um, currently are the fifth seed in the AFC playoff field. Something that I don't think any of us anticipated headed into the year. So uh, Rome, or Chris, excuse me, start us off here for the last game. Ravens or Browns? Yeah, I think this one might be a toss-up game. I, I'm expecting someone to take Baltimore of the three of us. We'll see. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think they've been playing. They have the momentum. I know Lamar Jackson looked a little bit better last week. He still only threw for 100 yards. I think Baker can throw for a couple touchdowns. Having Nick Chubb, a healthy Nick Chubb, is really going to help. Having Miles Garrett back also definitely helps their defense. I'm going to take them in this game. I'm going to ride the wave. I think that their momentum is just so great. Baltimore does need this game, though, so I will – won't be surprised to see them win because I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. And I actually, more looking at the slate, 
going into the week, I wasn't super excited. Now I think this is going to be a really good game or a really good week because I think a lot of these prime time matchups are going to be extremely fun to watch. Yeah, I, I agree with with what you said, except for the pick. I'm going to go with Baltimore, but I do think this is going to be a good game to watch. Uh, Baker stepped up completely. Uh, Lamar finding his uh, zone, I guess you could say. But uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game, I believe. Um, very excited to watch. Kind of similar to their matchup uh, two years ago. I think it was week 17. They had a shootout at the last week yeah. of the year for the division, at least. Uh, and this is going to be a, a very much implicated game as well. Yeah, so when I was headed into this game, I was I, I was leaning towards the Ravens. I think uh, they, they blew out the Browns previously. Um, they, they need the game. I think maybe a little bit more than the Browns do, being out of the playoff picture at the moment. The Browns still need the game a lot. Um, and I just feel like the Browns are due for a letdown game. With that being said, though, when I decided to put on my Browns jersey, my Browns hat, I feel like it'd be pretty off-brand of me to not pick the Browns. So I'm going with the Browns in this one. Uh, it could very likely uh, bite me in the butt, but uh, I don't care. I'm going with the Browns. I think they could easily win this game. It's going to be, in my opinion, probably the best game of the week um, right there in prime time. It should be really entertaining to watch. But um, that's it for the pick for this week. So, uh, I don't know, Roman, I'll be start us off here with the fantasy picks of the week. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about a name that we haven't mentioned on this podcast in quite a long time, ever since I fell off of him uh, and traded him the way of my fantasy team. But he's actually been low-key having a great couple of weeks. Kenyon Drake, I think he's been pretty good in that offense. And against the Giants, he definitely have the opportunity to uh, do some stuff. I think I may have taken Chris's pick, but yep. it's all right because uh, – He's, a, he's actually been pretty good, and as much as I uh, clowned him the first couple of weeks, I, got, I have to give credit where it's due. He's had a, a, a quiet, uh, impressive, though, a couple of weeks getting in the end zone a few times, and I think he does that this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was definitely going to be one of my two picks, a guy that I like this week. Well, New York has a pretty good defense. Their run defense is pretty susceptible. They're, they're 21st against the run, um, and Kenyon's starting to get a couple – catch a couple passes a game. So I think he's viable for both PPR and standard. I think standard is a little better. He's got to get in the end zone once. And he's been doing it at a high clip since he came back. Uh, he's, but if he, if he gets a couple grabs, he's going to get that PPR bump being a, a, a definitely a starting option. A guy that I like as a number two running back and should be in your lineup in these playoff matchups. If you made the playoffs, we can injury. Yeah, he was, he was actually one of my picks too. So um, uh-huh. I'm happy because I had a backup that I really wanted to say, but he was one of my picks. So thank you, Rowan, for taking him. But I don't have really much too much to add. Um, he's he's going to be starting in my lineup this week because I do have Antonio Gibson, so I needed someone to start, um, and Drake was on my bench. So I'm able to insert him in there, and I think it's a really nice matchup for him. He's been looking pretty good here these last few weeks, getting a little bit more run than Chase Edmonds, been able to find the end zone several times. Um, and that was, again, some reasonably decent defenses too. So they get a, a little bit easier matchup here in terms of the running game, at least, against the Giants. Um, so I think it should be, should be a good week for Drake. But, uh, Chris, who's your pick? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the wide receiver one for wide receiver one for the Tennessee Titans and Corey Davis versus Jacksonville. I know he's not actually their number one receiver, but lately he's been playing very well. He's had over 10 PPR points in all but one game this year. He's been really consistent. Last week was the first boom week we really saw. Eight receptions, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jacksonville defense clearly not caliber to stop this duel of receivers. I think that. The Titans have no problem moving the football. Ryan Tannehill is also a in very much in starting consideration this week as well against a Horace defense. But I think Davis is a guy you can plug in as a number two wide receiver and get perfectly fine production. I'm not calling for as good of a week as he had last week, but I think he can get over the 100 yard mark yet again. Yeah, so that was my uh, that was my other pick that I yeah, wanted me, to say. So yeah. now I'm screwed because I didn't want you guys both to pick two of my three picks that I really wanted to say. But, uh, yeah, Corey Davis, for all the things you outlined there, he's been really, really good these last few weeks. Um, I traded him, uh, which I, uh, it was for Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin, so I'm, I'm feeling okay about it. Uh, but at the same time, he's gotten double-digit production, I think, every week in terms of PPR. Um aside from the few weeks that he was injured, I think maybe a couple weeks he had, like, his, he put up a goose egg. Yeah, yeah he had one zero, and then everything else he's had over 10 Yeah. Weeks points every single week so very consistent floor yeah and i think he's gets another really good matchup here against jacksonville so um obviously he's one of my picks so i i definitely endorse the pick for sure chris yeah he was uh my second pick as well so now i have to go look for someone else so at yeah, least we yeah. got at least we mentioned them because they're definitely worthwhile um this week 
Yes. And now I'm trying to figure out who I want to pick next. And I found my guy. Okay. So I wasn't going to go with uh, Justin Jefferson again, second week in a row, but that'd be boring. I picked him last week, had a really monster week. Uh, has another decent matchup this week against Tampa Bay. We saw Tyreek Hill had what, 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter just a couple of weeks ago against Tampa Bay. So Justin Jefferson would be another good pick. But um, ultimately, I'm going with a guy who, like Kenyon Drake, this was a guy that we were all super high on at the beginning of the year and then tailed off for me personally i traded him away from my team because i hated him and he and he was not playing well but he's looked decent these last few weeks Um, i'm going with jonathan taylor against the raiders Uh, they're currently the 28th worst team um again in terms of allowing points to fantasy running backs um again this was my backup pick um because i like davis and drake definitely more than taylor at the same time he's looked he's finally got a little bit more run uh he's limited the fumbles a little bit more um, and he, he, I think he's he's going to look really play really well this week against a young Raiders defense. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with the pick. Uh, I'm pissed that I did not call my shot and make him one of my two picks of last week. He was my alternate after Frank Gore. I know, obviously, I would rather start Jonathan Taylor over Frank Gore. I just wanted to highlight him over him. Of course, got injured right at the beginning of the game. Ty Johnson came in and absolutely lit it up. So, I mean... If, if he would have played that game, could have had a very solid game. But, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, I, I definitely like him. He's starting to get more run. He's been good in the passing game. Phillip Rivers has a toe injury, which we also did not cover on our screen. But uh, he has a toe injury, so he's even less mobile than before. So more checkdowns with our running back. He's actually been playing better as of late. Rivers has been in it, as well as Jonathan Taylor. But uh, finally starting to hit some holes and stuff. I think he's another, similarly to Kenyon Drake, another – High to mid-tier running back, too. Hopefully he can fall in the end zone as well. Give you a big week. Yeah, I think uh, Taylor had a good week last week against the Texans. He got kind of a free touchdown on fourth down, left wide open, and he, and he did the rest himself. Um, so I do think you're going to need a touchdown to solidify a good day from him. But I think we've seen that they can sustain many, many running backs at the same time, um, primarily Taylor. I think he's coming into his own. I think he'll have a good game. So I like that pick. Yeah, and uh, and for my next pick, uh, this was one of my original guys. Um, I had, like I said, I had a big three, Davis, Drake, and then Mike Evans um, going against the Vikings. They're the 29th worst team against receivers in terms of fantasy points. Um, it, it, he's kind of like a glorified tight end for the most part. He's very touchdown dependent. Um, however, as we mentioned, we were talking about the game earlier, uh, the bye should have helped him um, relieve some of those nagging injuries he was dealing with. Um, and he has looked pretty good. It seems like, of, in my opinion at least, of the, what, the big, what is it, five receivers in Tampa Bay or, or plus Gronkowski, uh, it seems like Gronkowski and Evans are the two that Brady trusts the most, uh, which is a little bit um, encouraging for me to see as a Mike Evans owner. I'm starting him this week, um, and I think I think he's going he's gonna to have a decent week here against, uh, against the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I like Mike Evans. I think he's always got the talent to score a touchdown. I mean, he is touchdown dependent, but he's been scoring him at a very high clip. I think he's among the league leaders in touchdowns this year. But uh, I'm absolutely fine with the pick. I think he's a, a, a number two wide receiver, a guy that you need to get in your lineup. Could end up killing you, could get three points, but lately he hasn't been doing that at all. So I have absolutely no problem with the pick. Yeah, nothing to add there. I think it's a pretty good pick. And I think uh, he has the opportunity for multiple touchdowns a week. Um, so you're going to want to hope it's a high-scoring game so it gets the opportunity, I guess you could say. I agree with that as well. Um, I'll get into my next pick. Not shying away from that matchup at all as well. I also have a Tampa Bay player. I'm going with the running back, Ronald Jones, the second against Minnesota. <laughs> against the filling run defense, Arians has been talking it up, getting him 20 touches, which I don't always believe because Bruce Arians is the biggest BSer out of any coach in the NFL. The guy you cannot trust his word. But I do trust the fact that he is playing really good football right now. He had a receiving touchdown as well as average over seven yards of carry last week uh, right before the bye. I absolutely don't see a situation where, I, I like I said, I think the Buccaneers are going to be leading in this game. So I think they're going to be able to establish the run. And Minnesota, not a great run defense. I think uh, Rojo could have a nice week. Another another guy I see right in that Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor tier where they need to be in your lineup. Could end up hurting you, but have some upside as well. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Rojo has been pretty solid the past couple of weeks, and he'll come uh, he'll come up through for you in these fantasy playoff weeks. Uh, sure, I really year. hope so. I have yeah, pretty much Tampa Bay's, Tampa Bay's got a favorable schedule here down the stretch. Um, 
So uh, really any Tampa Bay option, I think, is going to be a really good option to start here in the playoffs um, and down the stretch, as you guys mentioned. But Roman, who's your final pick? Yeah, it wouldn't be a podcast without me doing a little homer thing here. And although we didn't pick the, although we didn't pick the Lions to win, I do think DeAndre Swift has a good game, contingent on whether he comes back or not. But if he does, I do think he has a touchdown or two. Um, the ground game has been uh, working the past couple of weeks. Peterson getting in the end zone. Uh, but if Swift plays, that would be him. But I will say though, if Swift does not play, my contingency option is Hawkinson because I do think he's been quietly underrated these past couple of games, arguably the fourth best tight end in the league, probably a pro bowler this year. Uh, and he gets the yards and you just want to touch down to make a, a full uh, boom a week. You, you could say right. Hawkinson. Yeah, he has been very consistent, but I'll, I'll dive into the Swift one. I have him on my fantasy team. I'm going to play him if he's active. I am slightly worried about Adrian Peterson stealing a lot more of his. I, I'm worried about it being more of a timeshare, but even Swift at the beginning of the year was a, a guy that you could rely on for 10 points pretty much every week. So I'm willing to start him as a risky number two running back. He has the upside for a number one running ba- running back this week against the awful Green Bay defense. While they did limit Miles Sanders last week, unfortunately, uh, there's still a really bad defense against the run. Uh, I think if Swift gets the ball, he's going to have a big game. It's just a matter of AP gets his 15 carries for 48 yards and two scores again, like he did last week. Yeah, I don't have a, too much to add. Um, if he plays, he's going to be a good option, um, but it's pretty dependent on whether or not he plays. It seems like it's pretty optimistic that he's probably going to get some run this week, um, hopefully for both real-life Lions fans and, and for fantasy owners of Swift. But uh, it's for me, it's pretty dependent on that. But if he, if he does end up playing, he's a pretty good option. But um, I think that'll do it for this episode. Does anybody have any final thoughts they want to add before we close it out? I'll no, just uh... – I'll quickly look at the board here, and uh, you and Chris only de- deviated on one pick. So we, we could either have, someone's going to be leading next week. It could be Drew. It could be Chris. Uh, although I went by myself a couple of games, so that could easily uh, cut down a lead. So it, things could be very interesting for next week. Yeah, um, I just want to say I absolutely regret the Chicago Bears pick because there is a. I'm sure you do. And so I'm going to be trailing because the one game we deferred on is that me picking the Chicago Bears for the 15th time in a row. And they have just absolutely crushed me lately. Um, I have not picked them every week, but a majority of the weeks I've gone after them. If they lose this one, it's going to be a similar situation to the Lions where I'm just going to pick against them no matter who they play. Yeah, I, I know going into the week, going going into the picks, I thought Washington, Buffalo, and Cleveland were my like hot take picks, and uh, we agreed on most of those. So a um, little anticlimactic, but it put gives everybody something to watch in the Houston Bears, Houston Texans, Chicago Bears game that uh, for people who might not have otherwise been watching that game. So, um, yeah, it'll be inter- entertaining to see who emerges as the leader. I don't think Chris has trailed in the standings at all. We've been tied a couple times, but I don't think he's ever been – below first place so come on Deshaun Watson baby let's go a lot lot riding on this week 14 matchup but um, that'll be it for this episode again we're the zone defense podcast Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel follow us on Spotify and Twitter at zone defense pod and you can also search us on Apple Podcasts. be sure to smash that like button once again and uh, also drop a comment down below let us know anything that you uh, any of your thoughts on what we talked about today on uh, the Brown's playoff chances, Jalen Hurts chances of being a good quarterback, uh, playoff hopes, all that stuff. Um, if, if you're t- tired of seeing Chris uh, pick the Bears, if you're as high on the Washington as both Chris and I are, uh, definitely let us know down there in the comment section. But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya.